It's called The Affliction. When I walked across a room, I saw myself walking as if I were someone else. When I picked up a fork, when I pulled off a dress, as if I were in a movie. It's what I thought you saw when you looked at me. So when I looked at you, I didn't see you. I saw the me I thought you saw, as if I were someone else. I called that outside, watching. Well, I didn't call it anything when it happened all the time. But one morning, after I stopped the pills, standing in the kitchen, for one second, I was inside, looking out. Then I popped back outside, and I saw myself looking. Would it happen again? It did a few days later. My friend Wendy was putting on, pulling on her winter coat, standing by the kitchen door, and suddenly I was inside, and I saw her. I looked out from my own eyes, and I saw her eyes, blue-gray, transparent. And inside them, Wendy herself. Then I was outside again. And Wendy was saying, bye-bye, see you soon, as if nothing had happened. She hadn't noticed. She hadn't known that I'd been there for maybe 40 seconds. And then I was gone. She hadn't noticed that I hadn't been there for months, years, the entire time she'd known me. I needn't have been embarrassed to have been there for those seconds, for she had not noticed the difference. This happened in and off for weeks, on and off for weeks. And then I was looking at my old friend John. Suddenly I was in, and I saw him. And he, and this was almost unbearable, he saw me see him. And I saw him see me. He said something like, you're going to be okay now. Or, it's been difficult, hasn't it? But what he said mattered only a little. We met in our mutual gaze, in between, a third place I'd not yet been. It's a very good statement of all that we're speaking of. It's Magdalene by Madeline Howe, and the poem is called Affliction. So let's turn to our hearts, our souls, letting our out-breath go out, releasing any tension, anxiety, <clears throat> worry, depression, oppression, fear, confusion, allowing all of our concerns of our day and our life to be offered to God, to the divine. Asking the Divine directly to help us with every part of who we are and what we do. That that become water into wine. Asking the Divine to help be with everything we are and do. So that our reception of heaven turns from water into wine.
In the heart and soul, allow ourselves to be grounded to the center of the earth, the fire at the molten center, the firmament of the earth itself, rock, mountain, field, stone, sand, the waters of the earth, the atmosphere around us, which is aerated through the earth itself to some extent. Allow those elements to hold us grounded in safety and balance. And then in the heart and soul, ask the heavens for our highest or deepest pathway. Be aware of letting in the heart and soul permission for you to let go of places of armoring and separation and isolation and dissonance, the tantrum, let go of the places where you afflict yourself, where you don't allow the divine in. Be aware of forgiving all the places in which people have broken your hearts. And let self-respect be the armoring or the sense of the form, that there's the dignity of your self-respect, that you would be respected by someone like Thich Nhat Hanh if he were to meet you and see you and walk with you were he able, that you are respected by me, that we are ordinary human beings doing our best to receive the divine, to respect one another, to uphold one another's highest paths, to pray for this for all of humanity, all sentient beings, all plants and animals, and for the earth, for all of creation. Be aware in the soul and heart of all the ways in which you define yourself by what has value historically to other people. Right now we're tearing down statues all over the world of people we thought told certain parts of the culture and we're not sure what to replace them with. So allow yourself with these pockets within your own past to Allow them to be transparent. They could be revered, upheld, but not the sense of, this is me, you know, I did this, I was this. Let go of the temporal places that keep you from letting that water into wine move through you. And be aware, this which I have owned, this which I have done, this which I have owned, this which I have done, is good. It was excellent. And yet I let time move through that so that the greater part of who I am is a blessing to everyone and to everything, whether my name is ever known or those experiences are ever remembered or are valued. You let them go out as a gift 
to all of humanity and all of creation, all of life. Be aware in the heart and soul of allowing this sense of the future to come to you, that time can come to you from the future. You just allow whatever time I have in this body and ever after, I'm going to allow it to come to me from heaven. That in this present moment, all that I am turns to create and sustain and absorb truthfulness and beauty the virtues of which I'm capable and to let go of the places in me which are challenged or difficult. Ask the heavens to help you and support you. Ask the great beings of all traditions to be beside you in blessing and love. What does that feel like? What is that experience like for you? Be aware in the heart and soul of some of your dreams for ideas you'd love to create or have or be or do in this body in these coming months or years. Ask the heavens for the support that those insights and hoped-for accomplishments are possible for you. Be aware of asking for the health and well-being for your path. The health and well-being for your spouses, your children, your loved ones. The health and well-being for humanity to get up and find its way forward. And then in the heart and soul, be aware of the earth and the changes we're going through. And be aware of letting the divine bless you through the climate and its patterns we're entering. Ask that the divine guide you through the climate and the earth, its creatures of plants and animals, and the climate and temperament of changes we are undergoing through the oceans, bodies of water, the earth itself, in the heating and cooling. Be aware in the heart and soul of being rather like a small ship or boat sailing. So that as areas are affected the way heat waves affected the northwest this summer or different regions have gone through burning or torrential rains or very severe storms, be aware of allowing yourself in the heart and soul to be at peace with the movements of grace which might support you and allow you your own deepest path upon this ever-changing earth. 
Ask for that support for your spouses and loved ones, your children and grandchildren, and that the whole human race learn a different balance of how we caretake and utilize the earth. We tend to utilize her as an object rather than sort of a sacred home. Be aware of asking for that blessing and guidance through yourself and all of your family and loved ones and all of humanity. In the heart and soul, be aware of not carrying the earth's suffering. In your heart and soul, be aware of not carrying the earth's suffering. Rather, in the heart and soul, be a witness to her experience. Rather, in the heart and soul, be a witness to her experience. The great medicine man or woman might have told the tribe at Chaco Canyon centuries ago, there's no more water. We must go further away. We know several pueblos where people went. From Mesa Verde, from Chaco Canyon, from Bandelier Canyon. We know many people went to other regions where there was adequate water. We also can feel the grief there of the many people that didn't know what to do and didn't pay attention. So be aware that the earth herself is part now of the map of our, our homework, our study. How then shall we live? So let God's blessing be directly to your heart and soul for your own path. And let God's blessing be through all of creation, all plants and animals and elements, that God's blessing be through all of that so you walk in a holy way upon this earth, in beauty, in shepherding, in a mature witnessing, not suffering, but caretaking what you are able about the earth all around you, her creatures all around you, the human beings of your own family and region. What does this feel like to be in a living circumstance of such a time on the earth? And then be aware as eternity comes to meet us, oh, I'm not overcoming the blitz of London or the bombing of Paris and rebuilding from craters and unexploded explosives and debris of shrapnel and dead people. I'm not, I'm not building back a world after war. I'm helping build a world because we didn't remember enough how to take care of heaven here. I'm helping build a world because we didn't know how to take care of heaven enough here. And so 
find the places in your heart and soul of your work in that, in this garden of the world. Don't carry the huge pieces of it. Let yourself tend a small garden of this that is balanced and beautiful for you so that you are a virtuous example for other people. And then in your heart and soul, you're answered by the trees, the songbirds, the raptors, the animals, the bedrock, the rounded rocks at the seashore or riverbank. And this conversation of water into wine moves through you from God to your heart and soul and from God through all plants to you, from God through all creatures to you, from God through all of creation to you as blessing as understanding you, as showing you your path and your signature that you bring back to God through how you live. Allow this to fill all parts of your being. And be aware, oh, at this time, I am become water into wine. Everywhere I breathe, Everywhere I step, everywhere I am, everything I do. And allow that relationship between Mary and her son to be a fulfillment, fulfilled through you. And the promise in the heart of every other human being and yet allow each human being to engage their own pathway, but willingly walk beside them, engaging the water into wine in yourself, and allowing the miraculous movements of grace that happen between you and other people and circumstances of life and creation when there's cruelty or harm or dissonance or difficulty, come to your solitude and your self-respect or dignity. Allow your love for the divine and then come forward again and practice this coming out into nature, into your own life, into those of everyone around you as you're able. Without worry, without harm, in great beauty, water into wine.
If any of you are fans of John Adams, you might watch the last segment of the PBS special that was made about him maybe 10 to 15 years ago with Paul Giamatti playing the role of John Adams. And if you watch the last segment of it, he's walking beside a field with his son and he stops and sees a flower and comments about why he didn't spend more time as a younger man looking at such things. And then he says, rejoice evermore. Which actually goes back to St. Paul. So his son doesn't quite know what to think of what his father's doing. It's, be it's beautifully enacted. It's one of the most beautifully enacted scenes <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Because it becomes transcendent. But he states, rejoice evermore. That he can't believe he didn't enter that state. So John and I watched this recently, just the last segment of it. He gave it to me about 15 years ago as a gift. And uh, we watched it after an interesting evening. And we just he just turned it on quietly without saying a word. But that statement of rejoice evermore, you know, I will say as a mystic, the nature of how eternity is meeting the human heart back is of that state. I, I know that. I'm not saying it to be positive. I can experience that home is occurring in an understanding possible in the human being. So as we go out from this place, I would encourage you to remember those two words. When you go through something difficult, come back to that quality and that resonance with eternity. And then you'll realize, I've directionally aligned myself. Right? I've aligned myself. Rejoice evermore. And then 2,000 years from now, somewhere in the universe, a person will have a teenage being of some kind, whether it's a physical consciousness or whatever is going on, and a person will say, remember that quote from John Adams? Rejoice evermore. Right? in the middle of the homework of the future. Yeah. So that you use that rejoice evermore to comfort yourself as you practice this, but you walk out into the world of the many things going on in humanity. Yeah. So take the best care of yourselves, and um, it means more than I can say for us to be together in such a way. And for Amy and Joseph to bring us to their home. We're the only class that they will have had here for two years. Right? So they wanted us to come and they availed themselves in every way of our being here. And Jan held several of her movement classes here on the land with Amy and 
and other women through the seasons, even in the snow and the rain and the cold and the spring and the fall and then back into an inner space. And so the nature of gratitude is beyond our ability to, to answer. And I go back to the day the white dove landed here and the fact that this time we're sitting outside so there are, there are no walls. There are no walls. We're outside. There's no, there's no armoring. There's nothing separating us. It goes out into everything and everyone. It's just so... It's a, it's a certain perfection. So we'll all go out and as best we can we'll be that white dove that landed outside the window of the home. And we'll just bring that everywhere we go, all right? Yeah. So deepest thanks and just safest journeys home. Okay. You're so welcome. It's my, it's my privilege. It's truly my privilege. <laughs>